Welcome to City on a Hill's podcast. This week's podcast can be downloaded on iTunes or our media library at chccny.com. Morning, guys. Is the Christian life. You and I can spend a lot of time going to meetings and we can read great, great books and that's awesome and it really helps me get tempted. So reading is a tool too. But you know what I'm saying? Just learning theology, coming to meetings, uh, we have a Savior who came to save us on the inside of us. But that's one of the reasons that Jesus was crucified, because they, the Pharisees and the religious people just wanted somebody to, we'll do all the right laws, we'll do all the right things, and we'll give God his place, and we'll do our sacrifices, but don't come in and mess around in here. But he came to save us on the inside of us. And so as far as I'm concerned, one of the greatest values of this church needs to be, and has always been, this. Having a connection to God. When, Jen, when you were talking, you know, Jesus never corrected Martha for being busy with what she was doing. It's not what he really was saying to her. What he's saying is, while you're doing it, you're too worried and you're thinking too much. Linda, Linda. I mean, it isn't just what we're doing. Life is, there are a lot to be done. We're not saying that the spiritual life is sitting and just, you know, uh, you know, staring up at the stars. I mean, there's a, there is a lot to be done. And, and people that have deeply known the Lord get a, have gotten a lot done. I mean, you know, the old saying that if you're to be spiritual minded, there's no earthly good. Well, that's not true, and history does not prove that out. Uh, the greatest universities, the Christian universities, people we heard about, Frank Lohbach, that's what people had to read. I mean, these are people who, he was somebody who practiced the presence of God and made a phenomenal influence in his life. But what we're saying is, girls, what we need to, what God wants to help us with is that while we are busy doing the things we have to do, I'm not so worried. I'm not so, Jenny said, the spirit of hurry that I, you gave it to your children? Hmm. Guess where you got it? Oh, but inside, no, no, no. Even though I'm not as much a physical person as you are, physically inside, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, worry. If you've never read Find Speed on High Places, give yourself a Christmas present. And the star of the book is Much, Little Much Afraid. And she changed my life. That book changed my life. And if you read it, it probably changed your life too. Because that was Linda Lecce. And is still in her default, apart from the life of Jesus, that is me. Remember something about yourself. You were born with a certain gene pool and a certain default in your life that uh, is going to be you. And you're, uh, uh, with the Spirit of God, God wants to, he doesn't, watch when he said, it isn't, um, how do we put it? It isn't taking the boulders out of the water. It's raising the level, taking the boulders out, but raising the level of the water. And that's what the spirit of life does for us. It doesn't change me into a different person, but when I'm centered, I am the, still the same person, but the water levels, and I'm above the things that, that uh, I wouldn't be. So let me just, just give you two quick, uh, well, you know I'm lying, so I'm going to say three quick things. I promise, 10 minutes and I'm going to let you go. Is everybody okay with that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
I just want to underline uh, a couple of things before we leave here this morning. Uh, uh, if you were around Sunday, you also mentioned in the fall we would drop from God consciousness to self-consciousness. So you want to know what the big battle is. So a baby is born, okay, and as they're starting to develop, we're all products of the fall. So one of the things that's going on in any person, any person who's born into this world, is now I am the center of this universe. We see it, or we see it better in our kids. We just learn to hide it a little more as we get older, right? But certainly, um, that, is the, that is what happened. Um, but the second thing that happened that I didn't talk about was because of that fall and that fall into self, um, I now have all no longer is it God and me like this. Now here's God, and I'm over here. And as long as God's over here, and I'm over here, now I've got all kinds of distorted stuff running around in here. I've got distorted attitudes. I've got distorted perceptions. I've got distorted thoughts. And, and Jen, you mentioned that. Listen, ladies, your mind is the battleground because not only did we fall from the presence, we fell into the dark voices. So part of being human, the default for a human being is I am bent from my centered position in God. Now I'm bent toward the creature looking for something or somebody. Tell me who I am. Do you like me? Am I good enough? Am I pretty enough? Am I? Do I have what it takes? You're now bent looking to the creation to tell you you're worth something. Now you've fallen into the self and now you're subject to the soft voices of the world and the so, so you know what redemption is? This is God in his heart place. I'm under God. Now I'm no longer now when I hear the dark voices, you see, the, 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 the default system being in Christ and Christ in me, now my default system is I'm always waiting for the word he's sending. I'm always waiting for the word he's sending. You're in a problem, you're in a situation, the best advice I can give you this morning is, Lord, I'm waiting for the word that you're sending me. God has something to say to you in the thing you're going through right now that is the toughest in your life and your battle at three in the morning that I know very well is all the dark voices and the perceptions and all the fears and all the stuff that's in here. So now I have a picture that I don't know if it means anything to you, but I had it many years ago. How many of you know the, the, uh, the uh, animated version of Na uh, uh, Narnia? And we see the big stone table, the altar. And I have a picture in my mind of the big stone table, which was the altar Aslan was on. But I was crucified with Christ, too. So I see myself laying on that stone table when I'm in a very tough situation. And remember that the Christian life is deaths and resurrections all the time. And the Bible says Jesus didn't raise himself from the dead. The spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. So for me, a visual for me is seeing myself laying on a stone table, saying, Lord, here I am, waiting for you to come. 
the rest of your day. I'm waiting on your life again. I'm waiting on your life again. So, not the dark voices, not the distorted perceptions, but I'm waiting. So, sis- sisters, this is what redemption is. You want to know what redemption is? This is it. It's learning to live in that center place under God, surrendered. Learn of me, I meek and lowly of heart. That means flexible, flexible, surrendered. That's what Jesus, that's what he told you he was. And you will find rest for your soul. Not here. Not here. So the Christmas story is all about peace has come on the earth. But the truth of the matter is, what are the ways the world is trying to find peace? Well, I told you one way is that we're bent toward the creature trying to find peace this way. Or we're trying to find peace when my circumstances are the way I want them. How many, you know, how many times do we buy the same thing? And before I got saved, I remember thinking, oh my gosh, so this folder isn't like, you know, oh, when I get the new house, when I get the, the new carpeting, then I'll really be happy. No, this time I'll really mean it. This time I'll really be happy. When I'm a size, you know, whatever, then I'll really be happy and life can begin. Well, now jump from there to where you are today. And are you buying what I I have to fight all the time? When this problem is over, I'll really have peace. If this is taken care of, then I, I know that's where my peace will come from. I just need to get over this thing, and I will have peace. You need cold water. So do I. Because after this thing is something, it's not about this thing. It's about how, who am I in handling this thing. My peace does not come from all my circum, my husband treating me the way I want him to, my kids treating me the way I want them to, you know, the doctor's reports, the financial situation, because somebody in your exact situation, there is somebody today on this earth that's in your exact situation that's total peace in God. So it's not bad, is it? And when you're done with this, you'll say, oh, finally. And God will say, "Mm." (laughs) hmm. Two things real quick I want to tell you. Get me out of my peace as fast as anything. I mentioned it Sunday when I become an owner and not a steward. As soon as I become an owner of the people around me, uh, I I can always find, remember I said you you have that default in you? My default in Linda when she's out of Christ will always be a rescuer. That means I always feel if I get away from somebody I love, if I can't help them and change it, I have the inside of my stomach I can feel, you know, I, can, I, I, can, I know what it feels like on the inside, you know, that nurturing motherhood thing that gets perverted. If I don't surrender that to the Lord and recognize that I'm not... I'm not there to rescue them, but I am there to be a channel of God to them. Yep, I can be a channel as long as I know my place, that I'm just a channel and not the rescuer. When you try to own your body, your husband, your kids, your... you Fill in the blank. When you own something, then all the responsibilities are yours. Sisters, then I'm going to come back to the... 
last thing, but before I do, I'm going to tell you maybe the most important thing I want to leave with you this morning. The biggest thing for me is, uh, uh, Louise mentioned breathing. So for me, breathing also comes with, Linda, go home. I, I kind of have a pretty good feeling in these last, in my older years, what it feels like when I leave home. What, what's home for me? Home is I'm in Christ, Christ in me. I know who I am. I know who's, whose I am. And even though there's problems going on around here, I am, I'm not moved. And I don't feel moved. When everything's moving me out there, then I know, ooh, I left. But this is key, 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 key. Eve took the fruit, grasping. Surrender isn't grasping. Surrender is. You've got to learn to be a receiver in this Christian life. Centeredness means it's all grace. So I wake up and I say, you know, what she said to me the other day, I'm going to go straighten her out. And I'm going to remind her, oh, oh, that's right, Lord. Oh, yeah, right. Um, Okay, so now I do. So I go from that to the next step, which is, Give and to not dominate No, that's not going to work either. Okay. So what is the real stance? Though? This is the real stance for a Christian. The real stance for a Christian is I'm just receiving. I can't try to make this happen. I can't make myself love. I can't. I don't have peace. I don't have joy. Remember, ladies, peace and joy and love are what? Fruit. And how do you get fruit? You water, you have seasons. Right now, the season in your life is God producing fruit. To get fruit, you need bad weather. To get the tree to get their roots down in the ground, it needs sunshine. You have some of that too, right? He's producing fruit in our lives. So you can't do it. So for me, it's like, Cut it out. Stop it. What are you, nuts? You can't do any of that. You can't get joy. You can't get peace. You can't love other people the way you want in the love of God. So I get back home and I say, huh, Lord, I'm so glad. I'm so glad you came to live your life through me to the church level. You said, my peace I give you. My joy. That my joy would be full in you. Lord, today I'm doing absolutely nothing for joy, peace, or love. Nothing. I'm not going to raise, I'm not going to do one thing to get it. I already have it because you are it in me today. So live your life through me today, Lord. Be joy, be peace, and be love. If you got that, you got the Christian life. If you got that, you got the antithesis to what is being preached in America about what Christianity is. Listening to Mark Driscoll reading an article, my son sent me a Mark Driscoll's Everybody was Mars Hill, Mars Hill, Mars Hill. And when you find out uh, what was going on behind the scenes, and I'm not criticizing the people, I'm just saying 
wow, how easy it is to get lost and make the Christian life. I mean, at one point, the leaders were saying, don't spend too much time praying with those people. They're already members. We don't have time for them. Get outside to the lobbies to the people that aren't members so we can get them in. Can you imagine being that? Sidetracked? I'm not criticizing them. I'm just saying it could happen to any one of us. It could happen to this church. But if we stay here and believe that this is the greatest value of this church, to be connected to God and learn how to practice being connected to God and connected to others, it's the only place to stay safe. Last verse. Let me read you what the Apostle Paul said to the Thessalonians. But concerning brotherly love, you have no need that I should write to you, for you yourselves are taught by God to love one another. Isn't that true? Don't you have a thing inside of you when you fall out of love with people that says, uh-oh, right? And it says, verse 11, this is 1 Thessalonians 4, 11. You're going to want to write this down. You're going to want to, you don't, don't, I'll, I'll give it to you again, but you're going to want this. This is what it says, that you also aspire to lead a quiet life and to mind your own business. Can you believe the Bible says to mind your own business? That's exactly what it says. That's exactly what it says. It's 1 Thessalonians 4, 11. You look it up. That's exactly what the Bible says. To lead. 411. That's exactly what the Bible says. To lead a quiet life, internally quiet, so you can hear God. Not means that you've got to be a quiet person. I'd be done. Lead a quiet life and mind your own business. I want to tell you, there's nothing that gets me out of my centered place. When I start picking up your life and trying to figure out people's motives or judging them or uh, trying to, I mean, just... Leave, taking all my energy to now get in the life of somebody that God hasn't asked me. He hasn't asked me my opinion about. Nothing will get you out of that place of centeredness like not minding your own business. If you go places that God hasn't asked you to go, thinking about people and trying to figure them out and Boy, good luck, because that's a life killer. You know what happens? You know what, you know what happens? I'll be here when you're done. I felt the Lord sometimes say, who told you they should be there right now in your life? Well, of course he should. Did you hear what he said? Shouldn't he be this way? Shouldn't he say, really? And who told you that at this point, that person should be where you think they should be right now. Because, you know, maybe if people are looking at you, saying you should be at a place different than you're at. You're not. I'm their master, not you. Biggest problem for pastors is you start to get there in your mind. Only for all of us, sisters, what God gives you, you become a channel. Don't go outside those boundaries. Don't start looking for trouble outside there. Mind your own business. It's a good thing to throw cold water on each other, right? Your girlfriend, your sister calls you up and says, and you know what else she said? You say, you know what, honey? I have a word from God for you. 
Well, let's not get crazy about it. I mean, we do have to process things with each other. You can go to your safe people and say, she really made me angry. What do you think I should do about that? It, it is good to do those things because sometimes you need to go to somebody, process your negative feelings first with the safe person so you get that steam out of the way. So if you do go to your sister, you don't have all that negative steam and you can go and really be honest. And always go with this when you go to somebody and tell somebody the truth and you need to share with somebody. It's always... I'm coming to you because I care about this relationship. And my goal is I want it because I want us to be closer together. That's why I want to come and talk to you. That's always Matthew 18. That's always our goal. It's to be reconciled to one another. And sometimes that's a long process and it's not easy. Join the rest of us, but that's always our goal. So, Father, we just thank you this morning. I thank you for, uh, I thank you for Leslie's idea, uh, Lord, that she stepped out on it and um, heard you and that you desire to gather us this morning because you care about those three min those three o'clock wake-up calls from the devil or our recesses of our minds you care about uh, Lord the hassle the waking up and the, the list and you you see us and and you love us, but you, you want to free us. You want to deliver us. You want us to learn to be women that live home. And you've left the porch light on. When I go traveling and I go searching for life and peace in all the wrong places, Lord, help us to remember today that you have left the porch light on and that you're waiting up and that the music's already playing. Lord, when I'm out, I mean really out from you, the one thing I hate is to see a joyful Christian. It makes me mad. But Lord, there's joy coming from your house. There's a party going on. And that party means that you know the light, you know the very end of every woman in this room. And you know that this, you have far more for her than she has any idea. And the very situation she's in right now, Lord, that she thinks is, is absolutely uh, overwhelming. You are so in this with your peace. This is another opportunity for her, for us, Lord, to let you be our peace and our joy in the middle. Because the day's coming when the book's all open and we see the end of this story and we're not in the middle of the chapter. We'll say, Lord, how could you have been that wise or that smart or love me that much? Lord, this morning, I pray for each and every one of us in this room that you'll deliver us from religion in this new year, deliver us from all the bad and religious pictures we have of you. Help us to get that picture of the... Take pieces, sisters, of every great father you've ever met, a good father, this man or that man, and you say, yeah, he's a great father, or he's a great father... What did you love about looking at that, that father? Take from every father you can think of, put them all together, and he's not one iota of how great your father is. And your father, I love what Max Licata says, your picture's up on his refrigerator. So, Lord, this year we want to know you better. We want to learn better how to live at home with you and to have those real relationships with Thanks for listening to City on a Hill's podcast. 
For more resources, visit us at chccny.com.